0: It's a celebration of our King, the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Amen. Amen. The most important thing we can do is forget about our Savior and forget that He is King and King and Lord of lords and that He can carry the weight when we can't. And he can deliver us from the bondage of sin. He can deliver us from you. He can deliver us from even coronavirus. He can deliver great things. And this morning, being that it is Palm Sunday. The text this morning is in Luke chapter 19, verses 28 through 40. And it tells the message called the Triumphant King. The triumphant king and the subthing Christ is the king. Hallelujah. You know, when it comes to the king of glory, I remember the song I used to sing when I was in the folk group way, way back when I was younger. And it was called, it was, the king of glory comes, the nations rejoices. Open the gates before him, lift up your voices. It's a great song. The king of glory comes, the nations rejoice. But are the nations rejoicing today? That is truly the question that we need to discover in our own hearts. You know, there was a uh, little story about uh, on Palm Sunday, there was a traditional celebration just the week, of course it is the week just to pride resurrect Sunday. Well, there was a little boy who was sick on Palm Sunday and he stayed home from church with his mother. His father returned from church holding a palm branch and the little boy was curious and asked, Why do you have that palm branch, Dad? Then the dad said, you see, when Jesus came into town, everyone weighed palm branches to honor him, so we got palm branches today. And then the little boy replied, Oh, shucks, the one Sunday I missed is the Sunday that Jesus shows up. <laughs> well, how do we celebrate in these times like this? How do we maintain our joy? How do we maintain... Peace when there's turmoil all around us in various parts of the world and everywhere, and people are impacted, lives are being changed, people are overworked or not worked, calamity, cautious, cautiousness, and, and panic and fear and fear of what this virus can do and has been doing and has been doing, and but, but there's something greater. There's a king. But how do we celebrate in times like these? Well, there's a solution. It's called kingly leadership. People need to be saved from this virus, yet what about eternity? Do we think and contemplate that? I believe this is one of the most, if any, the most significant times in the history of mankind that we need the Lord Jesus to return. Amen? We surely need the King of Kings to return and bring true peace and healing to the land where he will rule and reign forever. We need a true leader for mankind today. Presidents don't have a cure for this virus. Prime ministers, senators, congressmen, kings, queens, but there's only one king who has a cure. And that is Jesus Christ, the Christ, the Messiah. You see, prophetically, Jesus was prophesied to come. Centuries before, by many Old Testament prophets, and Matthew wrote about this fulfilled prophecy in Matthew 21: four it says, "This took place of fulfill what was spoken by the prophet, saying, "Say to the daughter of Zion, behold, your king is coming to you, humble and mounted on a donkey, and on a colt, the foal of a beast of burden." And of course, this was prophesied and cited by the Lord from Zechariah chapter nine, verse nine and Isaiah 62: 11, which we read. In our scripture this morning. See at this point. Where we're going to get to our scripture in Luke. In our text 19. Chapter 19 verses 28 through 40. Up to this point. Jesus had basically become somewhat of a celebrity. Among the people. Who had heard of the miraculous raising of Lazarus. From the dead. And they wanted to see him and treat him like a king. But Jesus wasn't arriving. To be their king on account of Lazarus. The story of Lazarus. Would have been the religious leader's. Uh, would have been the religious leaders even more of an uproar in determining to put an end to his life, which he knew Jesus' glory would be greater than that of a local king. And so at this point, this is, I believe, and it is in through the scripture that this is the pivotal point. Just for looking for pivotal points in the coronavirus to start dropping off. But this is the point where Jesus is welcomed into Jerusalem, where there are approximately close to 2 million people <clears throat> celebrating the Passover. So this was a huge event during this Passover week and this Passover time. And so there's so many millions of people there, so many people drawing. And this was this pivotal point where those who have been enlightened, those who realized by the miracle of, of Lazarus being raised from the dead, and so many other signs and wonder that God performed through Jesus, that people were now proclaiming. King of kings and the Lord of lords on their palms and waving the palm branches for his entrance, the grand entrance, for say like kind of rolling the red carpet off for some king or some leader or some president. What they do is they give him the royal service. And Jesus now is given that royal service. Well, let's look at our text and see how this all unfolded in Luke chapter 19, verses 28 through 40. And this is God's holy word. And when he had said these things, he went on ahead going up to Jerusalem and when he drew near to Bethpage in Bethany at the mount that is called Olivet, he sent two of the disciples saying, go into the village in front of you where on entering you will find a colt tied on which no one has ever yet sat. Untie it and bring it here. And If anyone asks you, why are you untying it? You shall say this, the Lord has need of it. So those who were sent went away and found it just as he had told them. And as they were untying the colt, its owner said to them, Why are you untying the colt? And they said, The Lord has need of it. And they brought it to Jesus, throwing the cloaks on the colt that sat Jesus on it. They set Jesus on it. And as he rode along, they spread the cloaks on the road. And as he was drawing near, already on the way down the Mount of Olives, The whole multitude of his disciples began to rejoice and praise God with a loud voice for all the mighty works that had been seen, saying, Hosanna, basically, blessed is the king who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest. Some of the Pharisees in the crowd said to him, Teacher, rebuke your disciples. And he answered, I tell you, if these were silent, the very stones would cry out. Lord, this is your word we come to you now this morning together and even virtually and live through this live streaming, Father, together as one body, one faith, one hope, one Lord and Savior that, Father, we here now proclaim that Jesus is the King and kings of Lord of Lords. And, Father, help all those who are lost, fearful, anxious, desperate, even death knocking on their door, That, Father, you would draw them, please, by your mercy and your mercy your merciful grace, that you would draw them to understanding, open their eyes to see the truth. And Lord, help me this morning to speak as an oracle by through your Holy Spirit of God to learn and discover what your word is saying to us today. Pray this in Jesus' name, amen and amen. For the world, people who do not believe in God, who are worldly and I believe they're looking for leadership. They're looking for answers. They're looking for a kingly type of leader. And I believe part of that also will bring in the Antichrist one of these days. Maybe even soon. They're looking for answers. But some people look to the world. Some will look to the answers of this world instead of looking for the answers in the Word of God and what Jesus has for and stores for us. So with that... But for the saved saints, the believers, the king has come. Amen. And he is still the true king. And soon the king physically will return. Amen. And that's the hope that we have, the comfort that we have, the sh- assurance that we have that Jesus will return for his church. Amen. I want to share five things, refs to these scriptures about Palm Sunday that remind us Christ is king. Five things about Palm Sunday that reminds us that Christ is king. Number one, we have the victory in Christ. God's words tells that people cut palm branches and waved them in the air and they led them out on the ground before Jesus as he rode into the city. The palm branches represent goodness and victory and was symbolic of the final victory he would soon fulfill over death. Holy week, this week, a week before he was going to be Crucified on the cross, persecuted, bleeding, bleeding, a, a ravaged scene of just such humiliation of the Savior, Lord and King. Not what the Jewish people expected, but he was the humbling, suffering servant that came down. He was God's son. He was God in the flesh who came down incarnate and gave himself a ransom for many, the Word of God says, who will redeem us, who didn't fight the Father's will, but did the Father's will, and voluntarily went to the cross, even begging God to take this cup from him. But he said, no, not my will be done, but thy will, your will will be done. In 1 Corinthians fifteen fifty five, when it comes to victory, what do we have victory about? We have victory over death. And that Jesus did this for us when he died, showing us the wonderful that through him. We can talk about what Apostle Paul declared in 1 Corinthians 15, verse 55. And he said this, Oh, death, where is your victory? Death, where is your sting? It's a question mark, two questions. In Christ, we have the victory over death, over sickness, over COVID-19, over flus, over cancer, over all that. When a person trusts in the name of the King of kings and Lord of lords, the great doctor, who's our greatest physician, who's not practicing medicine, he's given us something greater. Something that is guaranteed when we believe and trust in the, in the power of God that rose Christ from the grave will also rise us up and meet the Lord in the air forever be with the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, death, where is your victory? Oh, death, where is your sting? There's no sting. For the believer that is trusted in Christ, hallelujah, to be absent from the body, the Bible declares, is to be present with the Lord. Speaking of death, on the night of April 3rd, 1968, Dr. Martin Luther King gave his final speech. Quoted, I've been to the mountain top. In it, he hints that he believed he might not live long. He said, we've got some difficult days ahead, but it doesn't matter with me now, because I've been to the mountaintop, and I've looked over, and I've seen the promised land. I may not get there with you, but I'm happy tonight. I'm not worried about anything. I'm not fearing any man. Mine eyes have seen the glory of the coming of the Lord, and the next day he was assassinated. Biblically, in the New Testament, Apostle Paul, shortly before his death, wrote to his protege, Timothy, and he wrote this, I am already being poured out like a drink offering, and the time for my departure is near. Now there is in store for me the crown of righteousness with the Lord which the Lord the righteous judge will award to me on that day. Second Timothy four, six and eight. You see, Paul knew his time on earth was drawing to a close just as Dr. King did. Both men realized lives of incredible, both men realized lives that were very incredibly significant. Yet never lost sight of the true life ahead. Both men welcomed what came next. Like them, we also need to fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen, which is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. So when it comes to, we have the victory in Christ. It's a celebration what Jesus did when he came in on the the donkey, came into the, into Jerusalem, to the temple. It was a celebration, a victory. That the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords is here. Folks, He's here today. And I say, help us to say today to see things that are not temporary, to see beyond the things that are not temporary, but for the eternal things ahead. Seek those things of heavenly kingdom, of God. You see, there is fear and there is anxiety and concern today. But for believers, we have a King who is above all the issues that the world is facing today. There is a king who will never leave us nor forsake us, who's given his son Jesus, that we have the victory in him. Second thing about five things that Palm Sunday reminds us Christ as king. Secondly, we have peace in Christ. We have peace in Christ. Jesus chose to ride in on a donkey, which directly fulfilled the Old Testament prophecy of Zechariah chapter 9, verse 9. You see, in biblical times, it was common for kings of important people to arrive by a possession riding on a donkey. The donkey symbolized peace. So those who chose to ride them showed that they came with peaceful intentions. Jesus even then reminded us that he is, what, the prince of peace. In our world today, people are looking and searching for peace, aren't they? I remember for 39 years of my life in a religious system that was constantly falling short. And I was never, never could reach or obtain the peace that I have in Christ because I was trying to merit it through my own works and self-righteousness. There was no peace at all in my heart, a struggle. What would I do? What would I be? How am I ever gonna make it to heaven in such a filth the way a system, the way I was and trying to earn it and trying to appease God? But then the Word of God was exposed to me, the truth, and I found the Bible and God gave me a Bible and I opened the Word of God and I started reading it and the God opened my eyes and drew me to Him by the Holy Ghost of God. It drew me to see what the Word is trying to say to me and apply to my life completely. And because of that, I had the peace. Beyond understanding. When I accepted Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior, it changed my life. It was a life-changing experience that none of this world could ever give me. No religion of man, no tradition of man, no doctrine of man, no Confucius, no Buddha, no Mohammed, nobody except the Savior. Jesus and Him alone gave me the victory and the peace beyond all understanding. First John five thirteen says, "You can know you have eternal life. How can I know? Because Jesus, and because of Him, I have that peace. We so ever need peace today, don't we? People are nervous, anxious, worrisome, concerned. But for the Christian, for the believer who loves the Lord, who knows where He stands." When it comes to eternity, when in in presence of God, that no, we can stand through Jesus, our advocate, our lawyer to the great judge, God. We can stand and say, thank you, Lord, God, that you sent your son, Jesus, that I've got this peace. A peace in my heart that even if I die tonight or tomorrow or whenever that time will be, that appointed time. The word of God says to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. That's the greatest life insurance policy for all of us. And it's available. And it's a gift. Five things about Palm Sun that reminds us Christ is king. Number three. We have salvation in Christ. When the people shouted Hosanna. They were hailing Christ as king. That word actually means save now. Oh hallelujah. Don't we need the Lord to come and save now. Christ come. Come quickly it says in Revelation. Come quickly, Apostle John said. Oh, we desperately need the true king, a true leader, the one that will rule in a theocratic way, where he, in his will, will rule and reign forever and ever with the saints. You and I are the Most High Jesus Christ. It's going to be a glorious feast in heaven. And a God will lead us, and we literally will be in the promised land. Amen. Men have been seeking for peace. Men have been trying to be saved through their own ways and their own means. In the Old Testament, so many people, the bulls of goats, the blood of bulls and goats and all these sacrifices, ever trying to appease man in works and trying to appease him. But no, they all fallen short. For God desires obedience rather than sacrifice. God wants a people that love him, that choose to love him. A choice we say, Father God, forgive my sins. Lord, I repent. I turn from my wicked ways and I turn to you, Father, through your son Jesus and receive the gift of eternal life. To be saved, salvation is knocking at the doors of our hearts. God is knocking. The question is, are we opening the door to let him in in this time of panic, this time of uncertainty with our economy? With works, jobs, and medical tension and demand that's beyond the day to day service. It's difficult times, folks. But I believe this is only birth pangs. I believe, and I know by biblically, as we see in Revelation, it doesn't get better. But in the long run, the light of the tunnel, there's the Jesus, there's the Lord. Waiting for his children, his sheepfold. Trusting and believing and continuing down the road of faith. Five things about Palm Sun that remind us that Christ is king. Number four. We have a Savior who loves his people. We have a Savior who loves his people. People The Bible said that Jesus wept for Jerusalem in the midst of the praise of the moment he knew his heart that it wouldn't be long that these same people would turn their backs on him, betray him, and crucify him. His heart broke with the reality of how much they needed a savior. They seen the miracles, they seen the signs, they seen the wonders. And yet, shortly from this point, even those own disciples and apostles all forsook the Lord Jesus. Even Peter denied Jesus three times. It's a travesty and a tragedy of the world we live in. But the thing is, people don't understand. There's many questions we all have and the world has. Why? Why? Why did this happen? Why me? Why did this going on? So many questions that so many people are seeking and searching for answers. They're looking for love. We have a savior who loves his people. In Luke 19, 41 through 42, it says, As he approached Jerusalem and saw the city, he wept over it and said, If you, even you, had only known on this day what would bring you peace, but now it's hidden from your eyes. Wow. The blind, those who are worldly, those who are not spiritually reborn, regenerated, do not see. What believers see, what I see, what you see—if you're a believer, you watching at home—it's difficult to believe in something you don't see, isn't it? For the world, it is. Even doubting Thomas, I won't believe until I, I stick my finger in his side and his wrist, and then I'll believe. And sure enough, Jesus shows up, going through the wall, and says, "Okay, Thomas." You can prove in me now, and you can check it out for yourself. And he said, "Oh Lord and my Savior, my God." And and then Jesus said, "Blessed are those who don't see yet believe." That's you and I, folks. We see the attributes of God clear; that without excuse. But the question is, what will you believe? Five things about palms that reminds us Christ is King. Number five. We have a Savior who gives us victory over death. We have a Savior who gives us victory over death. Palm Sunday reminds us that the reign of Christ is far greater than any the mind of man could ever conceive or plan. Men looks for something to fight their battles in the present-day world. Yet God has the ultimate plan of sending His Son to fight the final battle over death. This is the greatness of why we celebrate this week. Because of Christ's ultimate sacrifice, we can be set free from death. John eleven twenty five. Jesus said this. She said to her, "I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me will live, even if he dies." First Corinthians fifteen fifty six through fifty seven. This thing of death is sin. That's what death is rooted in. It's because of sin. There's sin nature of mankind. And the power of sin is the law, which determines what sin is. But 57, 1 Corinthians 15, But thanks be to God who gave us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. We have the victory over death for those who believe. You know, I noticed the pandemic has many has impacted many aspects of society. One of the, is those is on the jobs. I was watching news today and this morning said that. You know, think about how can we celebrate in these difficult times when these the things are going on. How can we do this? Well, I was watching news about that and United States jobless claims for the last two weeks was ten million people, ten million. People that are putting in for help lost their jobs. So how do we celebrate in these difficult times? Well, I'd like to share a story with you about someone losing their work and how one could even celebrate in the midst of that crisis. Author Leo Buscalia tells a story about his mother and their misery dinner. It was the night after his father came home Instead, it looked as if he would have to go into bankruptcy because his partner had basically stolen and left and took all the firm's funds. His mother went out and sold some jewelry to buy some food for a sumptuous feast. And other members of the family scolded her for it. But she told them that, and she told them this, The time for joy is now, when we need it most, not next week. And then a courageous act rallied the entire family. There's nothing like the time that we're living in that we need to rally around each other at a distance, but rally around each other and support each other. Of course we need common sense. Of course we need to be careful. But this is the time for the church to wake up and stand boldly and say, we believe in the Lord Jesus. We believe in the King of Kings. And the Lord of Lords. We stand on the promises of God and to realize that death is a reality for any one of us. We don't know when the time will come, when in those appointed times and those days will be. We have this fake sense of security in our lives thinking, oh, well, it won't impact me. That won't happen to me. But how many thousands have recently died. Maybe thinking the same way. My wishes and my prayer is that. I pray that they knew Jesus. And more important that Jesus knew them. So even in the midst of this pandemic. We can have that peace that goes beyond any virus. Any sickness. We can have a king of kings and a Lord of Lords. And we have to remember through all this, especially on this Palm Sunday during His Holy Week, that God is in control and His Son Jesus is King. He is the true King of kings and Lord of lords. And we can trust and put our confidence totally in Him to carry us through this. The church will continue because that's the promise of God. His church is forever. You know, when it comes to our Lord, He's offering the gift of salvation to all of us here and all of us watching online. It's a gift of God, the true gift, that when we trust in Him and believe in Him and call upon the name of the Lord, you shall be saved. That's what Apostle Paul said. And then we can celebrate, even in the midst of the storm, we can celebrate life We can celebrate the King of kings and the Lord of lords, and we cannot let the devil have the victory this week because we have the victory in Jesus, not Him. And we are to come together spiritually in truth and the Spirit of God's Word and let the Holy Spirit lead us and empower us with boldness to not be ashamed of the gospel of Christ, to not forsake our hope, but to continue and be strong in this time of struggles, struggles and trials when it comes to grace apostle paul wrote to the corinthian church in 2 corinthians 9:15 he said thanks be to god for his indescribable gift the gift of god's grace so this morning i pray that every one of us watching and everyone listening to this, watching this video or here that truly we make that decision to be part of god's kingdom to relinquish our mindset, our lives to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. To yield to the leading of the Holy Spirit as calling and working upon you and many people watching this video. That they would realize that life is but a vapor, as the Bible says, compared to eternity. We're going to celebrate a virtual Lord's Supper here in a minute. But the Word of God says that we have to examine our hearts when we partake of this communion of, of the Lord's Supper. And for those watching, I ask you maybe even if you've, I should have asked you earlier, maybe get a little cracker piece of bread or juice at home. You can do this at home. You don't need a pastor to celebrate the Lord's Supper. You can break bread with your family and to remember what Jesus did with a cracker, cookie, whatever, on bread or whatever you've got at home and juice. Because we're going to do this because we remember what Christ did for us. That's what it's about, and to examine our hearts and say, Lord, I want to thank you that you remembered me. Now, I want to remember you and never forget what you did for us. In 1 Corinthians 11, Apostle Paul wrote to the church, and he said this about examining ourselves in verse 28, 1 Corinthians 11. Let a person examine himself that, and so eat of the bread and drink of the cup. For anyone who eats and drinks without discerning the body, eats and drinks judgment on himself. That is why many of you are weak and ill, and some have died. And so this morning, we're going to pray. And those who are watching too at home, that let's examine our hearts now and pray to the Lord in Let's receive him into our lives if we haven't yet. So let's pray. Lord, this morning, your word is clear. You are the King. The Holy Spirit comforts us and shows us and teaches us and reveals to us these truths. And Father, this morning, let us examine our hearts. What is our mindset like? Father, you know every mind. You know every thought. You know every intention of and thoughts of our hearts. So Father, please help us. To have this sermon help us to this morning to examine those hearts and ask for, for any forgiveness for any trespass, Lord God, that we may have done and violated your law. That says we failed you, but Father, we thank you, Lord, for Jesus, who on that cross gave his life for you and for me, for us. For His chosen elect, those who have been drawn by the Father to receive the gift of salvation. On the night He was betrayed and Apostle Pell talked about the bread. He grabbed the piece of bread and He took the bread and He had given thanks. He broke the bread, bread and he gave it to his disciples and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Let us now receive the precious body of Christ, spiritually, metaphorically, into a, the bread that you have, but really spiritually into our hearts. For it was with his body that suffered the stripes let the word of God set the striest strikes, we are healed. And Father, as we virtually partake of this Lord's Supper, let those who are suffering be healed from this virus, be healed from the devil and his lies, and be healed spiritually to come in newness and life, regenerated, be born again, born from above, and have this life-changing experience, Lord God. Jesus gave his body on the cross for you and I. And of course, we know through the Word of God it says that they sacrificed on the Passover, the Passover lamb, and bulls and goats and animals. And the high priest would bring the blood and sprinkle it upon the mercy seat of God into the Holy of Holies. And he would go once a year, that high priest, for himself and all the Jewish people. But Jesus became our high priest by the order of Melchizedek. And he came and brought his own blood. And that's the Apostle Paul reminds us as well. And so he told the Corinthian church that they celebrated the Lord's Supper. He said he had given thanks and he took the cup, the new covenant, he said. This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this often as you drink of it in remembrance of me. And what did he say there? For as often as you eat this bread and drink the cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Lord God. Your word says that without the shedding of blood. There's no remission or forgiveness of sins. And we we'll, this morning. We all of us the church. Virtually on live and in and, and here. We thank you God. That you gave your son. Who shed that blood payment in full. Of our account of our sin, He wiped it slate clean because of His love for us. So Father this morning, let our hearts be touched. Let the Holy Spirit comfort us in this time. Give us that assurance The eternal security we have in the loving arms of You, Lord, that You will never leave us. You will not forsake us. We are kept and sealed by the Holy Spirit promised, Father God. For life, and life everlasting with You, with the greatest love and the most amazing grace. Is anybody watching here this morning that has not truly given themselves entirely, wholly, and yielded completely to the Spirit of God to be regenerated. Father, do, Lord, draw them now. Draw them and let them do this this morning and receive the gift of eternal life. We pray this all in Christ's name. Amen and amen. Truly, when it comes to the Lord's Supper, communion, we, we do partake the bread and juice. but. But honestly, it's a spiritual thing anyway because it's the Holy Spirit that imputes righteousness. It's the Holy Spirit that gives us remembrance of what Jesus did. Joe, would please stand now as we come now to our closing hymn and invitation. Maintaining distance, you're still welcome to come up to pray and, and remember the Holy Spirit. There's no boundaries in God's love. There's no physical boundaries. In spirit, we're together as one body. So let's close that closing hymn an in invitation to receive the gift of eternal life.